Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. Hey friends, welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. I am really excited that you're here today because we are starting something a little bit different. So you'll see a little bit more organization in the podcast in the sense that you'll see headers at the front of each episode telling you what type of episode it is. So today we are having a skills corner episode, which is all about a specific skill in nursing. So we're talking about something more technical that you guys can practice in your nursing career. Now keep in mind that these titles may change just a little bit as we kind of figure this all out and narrow things down. But you'll see skills corner episodes. Those ones are more about nursing skills. You'll see pep talks. Those ones are more like motivational, inspirational talks about things relevant for nurses. You'll see episodes that are titled hot takes. And those ones are a little bit of more controversial opinions or discussions that are very popular in nursing at that moment. You'll see nursing lifestyle episodes. Those ones are more about routines and diet and exercise and those sorts of things for nurses outside of their careers. And then you'll see interviews as well. And obviously those ones are when we're having conversations with different people in the community. So just keep an eye out for these different titles. It'll give you a little bit more direction so that you can pick which episodes are relevant to you in that moment and kind of go back to certain episodes that are helpful for you. But for today, let's dive into our skill for the day. So we are talking about paging or talking to doctors. This is certainly a skill that is super intimidating for many nurses, especially when you are just starting out. And it's a skill that takes time to practice and master. But I wanted to give you guys a few tips today that I think will be helpful for you in your practice as your paging docs especially if it's in the middle of the night, or if you're just talking to a doctor at the bedside or whatever it is, when you are approaching a doctor, sometimes it can be quite intimidating, especially as I said, if you are new, you don't have rapport with that doctor. So I'm giving you a few tips today that are going to be helpful in gaining experience and gaining confidence in that practice. Wherever you're working, If you're on the floor, if you're procedural, if you're outpatient, really wherever you're working as a nurse, you are going to be interacting with providers in some way. That's doctors, nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, whoever you're interacting with. More than likely, that's going to be a typical part of your practice. If you're on the floor, it typically goes one of two ways depending on where you are. It either is that you need to page a doctor when you have an issue because they're not always going to be there. Or if you're working somewhere like the ICU or the ER, you typically will have doctors that are nearby. So you can sometimes just go find them and talk to them. Either way, doing this in general 
is intimidating and can be a little bit daunting when you first start out. It's like, how much information do I need? How much do I say? How do I say it? How do I say it in a concise manner? Doctors are busy. What if they get mad at me? There's all sorts of things that can go through your head as you're trying to talk to a doctor. I remember when I first started, it was one of the most terrifying things that I had to do because my preceptor would be behind me, you know, being my little, my big sister or something, just watching out for me as I'm trying to stumble through what I want to say. And everyone knows I'm new. So people typically are pretty forgiving in that sense, but it's still a scary practice to, to master. And this is also true if you are making a transition, because when you move from one floor to another, if you move, you know, inpatient to outpatient, if you move to procedural area like I just did, I don't know my my providers anymore. So it's a whole new practice in gaining rapport and getting used to figuring out how these doctors or providers like to be communicated with. So I'm just going to share five quick tips that I think will be helpful for you in your practice when you're interacting with providers, whatever way you typically interact with them. So tip number one has two pieces to it. One, check your orders. And two, make sure you're completing all available interventions before you call. So what I mean by this, if I can give you an example, let's just say, you know, you're working on night shift and you come in and your patient's blood pressure is in the 200s. So of course, if you just look at that picture, you might say, oh, I need to call the doctor right now. But really what you need to do here, the first step is to go back to your patient's chart and look at their orders, look at their notes, see if there is some guidance that you could execute, there are orders that you could execute that you don't have to call the doctor for. Maybe they already put these things in. Maybe they already have PRN hydrolyzine or something like that that you could use to bring the blood pressure down before you call the doctor. So this one is a pretty easy one, and it's something that might seem like common sense. But in the moment, especially as you're gaining your skills, it's easy to forget these these simple things that are in place for you to you know, troubleshoot before you're reaching out for more help. And if it was a blood pressure issue, make sure that you're doing something like taking another blood pressure. Maybe you're trying a manual blood pressure if you, you know, are using a Viper or something like that, some portable unit. Maybe you try manual just to see if it was inaccurate. Maybe if they have an A-line, where's the transducer? So I want you to make sure that you're troubleshooting the situation and making sure that you can do, you're doing all the interventions that are in your scope and executing any orders that you have that are relevant to the situation before you move forward in calling the doctor. Because what I don't want you guys to run into is panicking, calling the doctor, and them getting really upset with you because you didn't look at your order and they say, well, I had the order for hydrolyzine. Didn't that work? And you say, well, I didn't know they had an order. That doesn't always look great in the eyes of your doctor. It's, it might happen. That's totally okay. You are human. And it's easy to miss these things when you're learning everything and trying to get yourself organized. That's okay. But I want you to start to practice this so that you don't run into that situation. So just before you move forward and calling the doctor, first thing, always check your orders. Make sure there's not something there that tells you what you need to do in the situation without having to call. And also, you know, make sure that you're doing any interventions that are within your scope before you call as well. And sometimes when you check your orders, there may be very clear instructions, such as if blood pressure goes above 200, page the physician. Like you may have an order like that, and then that's a simple answer for you. 
So just for first thing, always check your orders and make sure that you're doing any interventions within your scope before you call. Tip number two is to use your support system, reach out for guidance if you are unsure and if that is available to you. So especially when you are newer on your unit or you know newer to practice, it's totally normal to question whether this is an appropriate thing to call the doctor for or just not be sure about how you should move forward. So if you are starting to question things, if you've once you've already done step one, you've checked your orders, done any interventions that you can, it's totally normal and totally okay for you to reach out for help if you feel like you need it. So talk to your charge nurse. If there's another nurse on the unit that you feel really comfortable with, reach out to people and just ask like, hey, this is the situation. Here's what I've done. Do you think I should call the doctor? Do you think I should try something else? What would you do here? Or you can also use your team to gain insight into this doctor if they're unfamiliar for me, for you or this provider. So if this is, you know, a new nurse practitioner that you haven't worked with or haven't had to call, maybe just ask like, hey, what is this provider like? What kind of questions do they ask? Because that can help you gain insight and help anticipate what they might be asking once you call them. Because the last place you want to be is on the phone with the doc and they're asking questions that you don't know the answers to. So if you can gain some insight, it helps you be prepared for that conversation if that's how you're moving forward. And also, if you use your support system, you might find that they say, hey, try this and see if that works before you call. And you may never have to call at all. So use your team, especially when you are newer, to gain insight or just to get some advice. That's totally okay to do. And it's a great second step. And I was doing this even when I was in the ICU for a year and a half, or you know, even now that I'm two years in, not that long, but I'm still asking these questions quite often. Tip number three, and this is a big one that I want you guys to practice and remember, is I want you to get all the relevant information that you need before you call the doctor. So I don't want you to just panic and call and not be in front of a computer and not know the labs that they're going to ask or whatever else. So gather your information. This is super key. So make sure that you're in front of a computer if possible, or take all the relevant notes about the topic that you're asking for. So if you're calling about blood pressure, make sure that you have the last few sets of vitals. Make sure that you know which medications they received. They might ask about what their labs look like. So it's really the easiest way is to just be in front of the computer and make sure that you can access quickly all the information and all the questions they might have. In addition here, I want you to start practicing anticipating what follow-up questions they may ask. So as I just said, you know, if you're calling about blood pressure, you can anticipate that they'll ask about what medications they received today, or if you did PRNs, did you retake the blood pressure? All those sorts of questions are very appropriate for you to anticipate them asking so that you're prepared. And this is another way you can use your support system. What kind of questions do they ask when I'm calling about this topic? Or are there other things I should know before I call? You can gain insight from your fellow nurses in this sense. This one is just really helpful 
for you to be prepared during the call. The last place you want to be, again, is scrambling to find answers while you've got a tired doctor on the phone, for example. If you're calling in the middle of the night, you really want to have all the information that you need. Or at the very least, if you're still in orientation, have your preceptor right there so that they can help you if needed. That is a good practice to get into. And other than that, if you're on your own, make sure you just have all the information that you need or access to it. Tip number four is that I want you to start writing it out or practicing before you call. This one might sound funny. It might feel a little weird, but it's super helpful just so that you know what you're going to say in the moment, especially when you're just practicing this skill. I did this and I still do this. I did it for a really long time. As I'm new in the cath lab, I am writing out all the things that I need to tell my nurses during report rather than trying to do it off of memory. I'm still practicing this and I think it's a great practice for you as well, especially when you're just gaining this skill and getting better at it. So if you're calling about the blood pressure, I literally, not no joke, when I was in the ICU was writing down like, hi, Dr. So-and-so, this is Ashley, I'm calling from the ICU about patient so-and-so, I just wanted to call to let you know that their blood pressure is this, I gave hydralazine and I've rechecked the blood pressure multiple times and it's still high, what would you like me to do? I would write all these things out as so that I could read it off or at least have it there. Because I am a person, and I'm sure some of you guys can relate, that I get nervous when I am talking to a provider and I can lose my words or I can stumble over things or forget what I really wanted to say to them. So make sure at the very least, just put some bullet points. What are the key things that you really want them to know? If it's helpful for you, maybe, you know, write out an S-bar or make a little sheet for yourself for when you're calling the doc that you fill in. All those things are great skills to have, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with practicing that. People might make comments, they might think it's silly, but if it works for you, that is all you need to know. Lastly, tip number five, this one is probably the biggest one I want you to remember. If you take away nothing else, take away this one. Remember that the doctors, providers that you are paging are simply human beings. They are no better than you. They are not smarter than you. They went to school longer, and they have a different practice but they are not higher up than you or better than you. That sort of mentality when we go into these conversations makes it so much scarier. If you just remember that you are simply talking to another human being about a patient, it becomes a little bit easier. And the other side of this is I want you to remember that they're human beings and also just don't take it personally because it's not about you. Even if, you know, a provider might give you a little bit of attitude on the phone. Maybe they yell at you on the phone. Don't take that personally. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. That's just an unfortunate thing that they're doing. Tell your charge nurse, talk to your nurse manager if you need to. If this keeps happening, that's not appropriate. Because again, they are human beings and so are you. So the practice that we need to start normalizing is that we treat each other like that. Instead of treating nurses like they're less than or techs like they're less than or whatever this weird hierarchy that we've got going in the healthcare system. If we just collaborated and interacted like professionals, things would run a lot smoother. So when you're about to call, I want you to take a deep breath and just remember, I'm simply calling another human being that I work with. That's all that it is. It's the same as you calling another nurse. I know that you probably feel more comfortable when you're just calling another nurse for a report, right? Than you do calling the doc. Why? It's something about 
this weird sense of authority that we've given to providers. Yes, they went to school for longer. They have a totally different practice. They are coordinating practice. Yes, but that doesn't mean that they are any better than you or that they are scarier than than you, right? Nine times out of 10, they are going to give you the order that you need, and that's going to be that. Nine times out of 10, your, your question it will be relevant, and they will just answer. It's very simple, but we make it really complicated because we make it into something so much bigger than it needs to be. You are calling another healthcare professional to ask a question about a patient to get orders because that's out of outside of your scope and that's in their scope so you need them as a team member to assist you in this way that's all that it is let's just break it down to that so i just want you to keep that in the back of your mind and when things go wrong because unfortunately this culture still exists in healthcare we're working on changing it we're going to do it one step at a time all of us you guys especially new grads you are the revolution going on you have so much more power than you think you do but that's a whole other whole other episode but i just want you to remember that even if you get some attitude from a doctor it's not about you it's not personal your job is simply to advocate for your patient and make sure that you're getting the order that you need and that you're communicating respectfully because if you're getting disrespect back that's something that you need to have a conversation with your charge nurse a team member your nurse manager whatever because that practice needs to change. But your goal is simply to get the order that you need to care for your patient. And I promise you, this is going to get so much easier. It won't be long before you're talking to your docs, you're paging, you're calling other care professionals like it's nothing, because it's just another skill that you're going to master. This all of nursing, that's all that nursing is. It's a series of skills, series of experiences that we get better at. So just realize that it's going to take practice. It's going to take time to get comfortable with this, but you will. And it's going to get easier and easier as you build rapport with your doctors. Once they actually know who you are, once you get to know them, once they know that you're reliable and smart and a great nurse, they are going to communicate with you better and it's going to get less scary. So practice. Okay, so to recap, tip number one, check your orders and do any interventions that you can before you call. Tip number two, reach out for support and guidance from your team, your charge nurse, whoever you feel comfortable reaching out to if you can. Tip number three, gather all the relevant information that you need before you call or be in front of a computer to have access to it. Tip number four, write it out or practice before as you learn to gain that skill. And tip number five, remember that the providers that you are calling are simply human beings. They're simply team members that you are calling to collaborate with. This is simply a skill that you have to practice and master, and I promise it's going to get easier and easier. And by using these tips, I think that even tomorrow, this is going to be easier for you. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that these keys and tips helped you in your practice. If they did, if you find this episode helpful, I hope that you will share it with one of your nursing friends or on your Instagram or Facebook, wherever you've got your nurse clan because I want to just spread this message and help as many nurses as possible. That's the entire mission here. So if you would share, I would so appreciate it. Please tag me if you do so I can thank you personally, because this is truly a community. It's something that we we can all build together and change nursing culture 
for the better one step at a time. So I hope that you guys have an incredible week. Take it one day at a time. For all of you nurses who are just starting, I know I've been getting so many messages from you guys. I am rooting for you and I know that you're going to do a fantastic job. Also, if you have not already, I hope that you will come join us over on the Nursing Co-op Huddle. It's our Facebook group. It's a private group of just nurses, and we are kicking off our first book club. We are reading a very relevant book for nursing, and we are kicking off our first monthly theme. We are talking about building confidence as a nurse, which I know is relevant. This is one of the skills that you're building confidence in, so I hope that you come join us over there. You can go on Facebook and search the Nursing Co-op Huddle or follow the link in my Instagram bio to join us. There's a few questions to answer and that's it. I would love to see you there and I hope that you guys have an incredible week. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the Nursing Co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way, we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.